July 27th. As we look into the New Testament today, our reading will be from the book of Romans, chapter 10, beginning at verse 14. We'll go through chapter 11, verse 12. Why did Israel stumble over Christ and reject Him? That's what this chapter is all about. Because they did not understand the kind of righteousness God wanted or how to get it. Like the Pharisees and many people today, they thought only of righteous works and could not comprehend a righteousness that comes by faith only. The missionary heart of Paul comes out in verses 14 through 17, as you'll see. Salvation is by faith, and faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So listen up. But you know what? Unbelieving sinners, including Israel, cannot hear unless we tell them. God needs people with beautiful feet to carry the gospel to the lost. Despite Paul's broken heart and God's outstretched hands, Israel did not believe. But the Gentiles did believe and God saved them. Listen, when you feel discouraged in your witnessing, remember Paul. Continue caring, continue praying and sharing the good news. Keep those feet beautiful as you present the gospel. And now, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. July 27th, Romans chapter 10, verse 14, through chapter 11, verse 12. But how can they call on Him to save them, unless they believe in Him? And how can they believe in Him, if they have never heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him, unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them, without being sent. This is what the Scriptures mean when they say, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news! But not everyone welcomes the good news, for Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? Yet faith comes from listening to this message of good news, the good news about Christ. But what about the Jews? Have they actually heard the message? Yes, they have. The message of God's creation has gone out to everyone, and its words to all the world. But did the people of Israel really understand? Yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God had said, I will rouse your jealousy by blessing other nations. I will make you angry by blessing the foolish Gentiles. And later Isaiah spoke boldly for God. I was found by people who were not looking for me. I showed myself to those who were not asking for me. But regarding Israel, God said, All day long I opened my arms to them, but they kept disobeying me and arguing with me. I asked then, Has God rejected His people, the Jews? Of course not. Remember that I myself am a Jew, a descendant of Abraham, and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. No, God has not rejected His own people, whom He chose from the very beginning. Do you remember what the Scriptures say about this? Elijah the prophet complained to God about the people of Israel and said, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I alone am left, and now they are trying to kill me too. And do you remember God's reply? He said, You are not the only one left. 
I have 7,000 others who have never bowed down to Baal. It is the same today, for not all the Jews have turned away from God. A few are being saved as a result of God's kindness in choosing them. And if they are saved by God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's wonderful kindness would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. So this is the situation. Most of the Jews have not found the favor of God they are looking for so earnestly. A few have, the ones God has chosen, but the rest were made unresponsive. As the Scriptures say, God has put them into a deep sleep. To this very day, He has shut their eyes so they do not see, and closed their ears so they do not hear. David spoke of this same thing when he said, Let their bountiful table become a snare, a trap that makes them think all is well. Let their bountiful table become a snare, a trap that makes them think all is well. Let their blessings cause them to stumble. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see, and let their backs grow weaker and weaker. Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. His purpose was to make His salvation available to the Gentiles, and then the Jews would be jealous and want it for themselves. Now, if the Gentiles were enriched because the Jews turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when the Jews finally accept it. The call for self-denial teaches the pursuit of satisfaction in God. Mark 8:34 If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. But what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? The reason we have to take up our cross and deny ourselves is not because we're liable to have too much pleasure in God. So we need a little bit of of suffering thrown in. The reason we have to take up our cross and deny ourselves is because we are so liable to find our pleasures elsewhere. Not been a Christian for 64 years, and every day I must deny myself my bent to seek pleasure elsewhere. The corruption of the human heart does not need a conversion story out of drugs, it just needs to look in the mirror at age 70. 
Where would we be without self-denial? In love with the world, that's where we'd be. Suicidal pleasures, that's where we'd be. And you will never outgrow the need for that command. Die, Christian, every day. Put to death what is earthly in you. And don't think you've given up Christian hedonism. <laughs> it is all about joy. It's all about, oh, more of you, more of you. I'm not going to be killed by that. I don't care how good it feels. So, the teaching of Jesus about self-denial teaches you to pursue your joy where it is, not where it isn't. Flannery O'Connor, short story writer, novelist, described the connection between self-denial and the quest for joy like this. Always you renounce a lesser good for a greater. The opposite is what sin is. Picture me with my ground teeth stalking joy, fully armed, for it is a highly dangerous quest. Oh, is it ever? It may cost you your life. It may cost you everything in this world. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If someone offers you 80 years of pleasure in this world, then eternal misery, you better hate your life in this world. <laughs> well, you're not a Christian hedonist. You're a fool. Today we're reading Psalm 21, verses 1 through 13. If Psalm 20 is a prayer before the battle, Psalm 21 is the praise after the victory. Too often we forget to praise God when He answers prayer and gives us what we requested. We'll read about God and the king. See, God gave David strength to win the battle and then gave him honor and majesty from the victory. Before the battle, David asked God to spare his life and God gave him his request. God responded to David's faith by protecting him, and David responded to God's blessings by praising him. David rejoiced in God's strength and salvation, and in his presence with him. We'll read about God and the enemy. These were the enemies of God because they wanted to destroy his people Israel. David fought the Lord's battles, and the Lord gave victory. God kept His promise to Abraham. And then we'll read about God and the nation. Now the whole congregation praises the Lord. Individual praise in private is important. But we should share the joy with others 
and let them praise God with us. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 21, verses 1 through 13. For the choir director, a psalm of David. How the king rejoices in your strength, O Lord. He shouts with joy because of your victory. For you have given him his heart's desire. You have held back nothing that he requested. You welcomed him back with success and prosperity. You placed a crown of finest gold on his head. He asked you to preserve his life, and you have granted his request. The days of his life stretch on forever. Your victory brings him great honor, and you have clothed him with splendor and majesty. You have endowed him with eternal blessings. You have given him the joy of being in your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. The unfailing love of the Most High will keep him from stumbling. You will capture all your enemies. Your strong right hand will seize all those who hate you. You will destroy them as in a flaming furnace when you appear. The Lord will consume them in His anger. Fire will devour them. You will wipe their children from the face of the earth. They will never have descendants. Although they plot against you, their evil schemes will never succeed. For they will turn and run when they see your arrows aimed at them. We praise you, Lord, for all your glorious power. With music and singing, we celebrate your mighty acts. Proverbs chapter 20, verses 4 through 6. If you are too lazy to plow in the right season, you will have no food at the harvest. Though good advice lies deep within a person's heart, the wise will draw it out. Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is really faithful?